the sun's coming in the window. Yay, hi, so Sun. pretty. Hi, Sarah. Now, <laughs> can I warm you? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> It does sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Love is Like a Plant, a podcast all about love, dating, relationships, sex, and if love is like a plant, how to help it grow. I am Sarah May. I'm the host of Help Me Be Me, self help for people who hate self help, and creator of The Breakup Album. And I'm Elle, the founder of Mend. We're an app that helps you through a breakup. And today we are talking about how to keep it fresh or whether or not to poop in front of your partner. Yeah, that was my, that was my title choice. <laughs> Is there such a thing as being too intimate and um, how can you keep things exciting? Especially since we're going to live forever. <laughs> True. <laughs> this is such an important topic, I feel like. Totally. I know. When things are like less... They've been kind of reattached enough times or they're a little bit saggier, (laughs) (laughs) lifted too many times. Like, what do you have? How can you have the best kind of relationship? (laughs) So, Elle, how do you you think people can keep love fresh? So this is an interesting topic because I feel like there is a lot of research out there around what works. Um, And one really simple thing, which I'll start off with, which I always tell people, my friends who are in relationships too, is that if you just do something new that you don't typically do with your partner, it makes a huge difference. And the reason it makes a difference is that when you fall in love, there are all these like magical chemicals that are pumping through. (laughs) Exactly. They're pumping through your body and you feel like on top of the world and everything is wonderful. And what Uh, science shows is that after about two years, that wears off a little bit. And it's not a sad thing though, because the reality is if you maintained those levels of chemicals, you wouldn't survive. Like you, that would just be too much. So um, the two year mark is usually when that happens for people. And the reason that um, researchers suggest that you do something new with your partner is that when you do something new together, it actually releases the same chemicals. So you feel like you're in love again. Same goes for on a first date, people that experience experience something scary um, will more likely stay together. Yeah. So that's why if you like the person, horror movie, first date, (laughs) horror movie or a roller coaster. That's so funny. Because you release like the fear chemicals. Anxiety is the same as like the love chemicals. That's so funny. (laughs) We wrote an article about this on Mend and... Gabby, the girl who wrote the article, talked about how like this ties into people who travel and fall in love while they travel because they're seeing a new place. And so there's so many relationships that start when you're abroad, you know, and then you get home and you're like, what? I know, totally. (laughs) The glow wears off. (laughs) Um, What? So that's sort of a science-based tip, but I think it's also interesting to talk about uh, there are different levels of intimacy that people have. So we were talking about, right before this, we were talking about how a long time ago there was actually, I think, more space between two people in a relationship, maybe on average. Physical space? 
just like, um, I guess I'm thinking of a typical marriage in the fifties where oh, I mean, totally. we were talking about, um, I'm from the South and I feel like a lot of the older women will tell me stories about how they always had their makeup done and, you know, we're always trying to look perfect. And a lot of them would like sleep in makeup or take, you know, mm-hmm. just, um, I think a lot, uh, yeah, the priorities of a relationship have also changed so that people now are looking for like, who is going to be my bestie and reflect my life and my goals best Right. versus before it was very much like, I've got to get married and have a house so that I don't have to appearances. Yeah. Yeah. And like being cared for. So you have like, you know, if women couldn't get a job, it's like, I have to marry somebody that's going to have a job. Right. And then I'm supposed to have kids so that they can like help or work or. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still know some people who swear by the fact that you like, you should never go to the bathroom in front of your partner. I feel like that's got to be a cultural thing too. Just because like, if I had to, I could, (laughs) but I definitely wouldn't want to. I know that that's like, I know that other people are not like that at all. It's totally like, whatever. I don't even close the door. And I'm like, I actually like the door closed. Oh, I definitely close the door. (laughs) I like the privacy. I don't know. It's more about like appearances and uh, yeah. So there may actually be, well, I don't know. Is there such a thing as being too intimate? I think so. I think also it's just healthy. There is such a thing as like a healthy level of autonomy that allows you to be able to, I don't know, have an identity, protect yourself, feel like a solid, stable person just as an individual that benefits a relationship. Like just having a sense of self and being proud of that self and knowing who it is separate from the relationship itself actually brings a lot more to your love because you're able to feel like... Um, you're bringing something to the table, you know, and when there's that lack of boundary, I guess I'm really talking about a lack of boundary, like when everything gets too enmeshed and too kind of like you're caring about their issues and they're caring about your issues and you're both like, you become like codependent, like that kind of icky loop of like attachment where it's like you fuse in a way that compromises both of you. Right. I do think like um, the power struggle of a relationship is one of those things that will rear its head in different stages of your life and sometimes has the power to take it down and cause, you know, when you get in those loops of fighting and like needs are conflicting or or somebody's needs are different. And I think having autonomy and like a separate self is one of the things that will help you a lot in those stages. Totally agree. Um, And research does support that. So when you look at the happiness levels of people, uh, they obviously get very happy when they first fall in love. And then around the two year mark, your happiness levels actually go back to where they were when you, uh, before you started the relationship. So to your point, I feel like it is so important to have a strong sense of yourself and a strong sense of identity, um, that you can bring to the table. Right. And I, I feel like sometimes um, codependence, well, a lot of times codependence has a negative connotation, but interdependence is actually something that can be really beautiful. Um, but I do think it it hinges on two people being whole humans, like being fully formed humans. Totally. Yeah. 
and it shouldn't ever be like a threat. It should always be like a gift, you know? So if somebody is working on their self and growing their self separately, it's right. like, it's not an, it's not against the relationship. It's actually going to help the relationship. Right. And it keeps things exciting. Mm-hmm. Like to go back to the excitement point, um, it's fun to watch someone else grow and to support them in their growth. And it also gives you something to talk about, <laughs> you know, like you don't want to be the couple that's in the diner, just sitting completely silently with nothing to say. Totally. I mean, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes silence is okay, but you know, like you want to, I don't know. I very much believe that there should be enough space so that you can come back together and like share what's been going on. And I mean, it's one of the reasons, um, in my relationship, like we don't talk that often during the day, actually. Um, and it's kind of exciting every evening. I'm like, oh, I get to know like what happened. Yeah. Yay. Like that. And it's the opposite of what I've done in past relationships where it was like a steady stream of communication, um, which I think for me just didn't work. I know. I think it's different it, for everyone though. Yeah. I do think that like if there is a kind of a intense level of intimacy, it makes things into like a, a little bit imbalanced, even if it's something that you crave. I think the craving is itself is based on a void and in, and uh, something that's like not necessarily healthy. So it's like you're soothing it. Both people soothe it with the like constant attention and like attachment. But like that's a dangerous way to build a relationship because it can completely destroy you. If one person is like, you know, does something terrible it's like your whole identity has just been smashed so right. it's like it's not a good thing it won't help both people grow it'll actually keep both people unhealthy and fearful and like i can't be without you right you want to feel like i'm a great person and i have a lot to give to the world i also have a great relationship but totally you don't want to take away your own power so l how do you keep it fresh Some of what we've talked about, I feel like doing new things together is a great one. And I think the biggest one is just being my own person and my partner being their own person. It makes the relationship so much better. So, I mean, to tie things back to your point, um, I do feel like it is very easy to escape in relationships And it's totally understandable because if there's anything that you're not completely comfortable with, or if there's anything that you haven't confronted yet about yourself, or if there are any issues you're dealing with that you don't want to deal with, the natural thing is just to avoid it. And a really easy, comfortable, fun, exciting way to avoid it is to jump into a very intimate relationship where you're thinking about a relationship and someone else's needs you know, before your own. I feel like that is really common. Um, and usually, so if someone is completely enmeshed, I feel like that's usually what's going on. Um, and I feel like that's also usually what's going on when someone says that they can't, can't be alone. Yeah. That's something that you hear too. Like, oh my God, I just can't be alone. Yeah. Um, and usually I think in those two cases, it's because it's a little bit of a form of escapism. So, Um, so I do think that you, yeah, you have to have a solid core. You have to like know who you are and, um, you know, 
be a fully formed human. Like you should want that. Yeah. And like your partner wants that and a relationship with two fully formed humans is a lot better and it is way more sustainable. So if like your ultimate goal is to be in a long-term relationship and to be really happy and to have a sustainable relationship, the starting goal should be to have a strong sense of yourself. Totally. Uh, agree. So if you like this episode, be sure to hit subscribe and we would be so grateful if you would leave us a comment and a review on iTunes. It helps more people find these episodes. And Sarah, what do you think love is like? Love is like a breakfast taco. It's always great, but sometimes it's like the best thing in the world that you wanted so badly. This makes me hungry. <laughs> <laughs>